950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show, 952-946-6205. Uh, if you've not ever heard of Tizzy End, Tizzy End's actually pretty awesome. He He's a guy... He's got a TikTok page. He's got a, a Twitter page and other social media sites as well. He basically kind of is, uh, you know, a, for lack of a better way to say it, like a justice warrior. He'll find these videos of people attacking other people, violently uh, hitting other people, uh, threatening other people, using racial comments, racial, you know, or, or bigoted comments against people. And he posts it with this idea of, okay, well, we, th- you know, these people, if they've done this, they, they've they lost their right to anonymity. And that's, I think, one of the things that people feel is they can do is that they can go on out there and they can say and do these things if they feel if they're not going to get caught. And in the last few months, I mean, he has done a very good job of, of helping to track down people. I mean, one guy that was... Uh, violently threatening a woman's house and she had him on doorbell camera. And the thing which, one of the things which is interesting about these stories is there's a lot of times where the police just seem to be indifferent. And this is not just Minneapolis-St. Paul. This is nationwide across the country. In Canada, he, he does these things. He helped track down this guy that was the Tesla guy that was attacking people's cars out in Los Angeles. He, he's done a lot of good, and he's stood up for a lot of people who, 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 who seem to have been getting attacked wrongly or unjustifiably or without cause in any capacity because just this, the world still has a lot of jackasses in it, for lack of a better way to say it. It was why I, I, I was interested. I, I follow Tizzy Anton. If you have not seen him, he's on Twitter and, and TikTok and all those. You should go follow him. He's actually very he, – he, he has a lot of interesting posts, including one that he made, uh, I think it was two or three days ago, uh, about a guy named Mike Griffin, who is kind enough to join us right now and uh, talk a little bit about exactly what happened here and his efforts to find out exactly who this individual was. Mike, first of all, thank you very much. I really appreciate the time today. Thank you, Matt, for having me on. It's my absolute pl- uh, pleasure. Uh, let's uh, first of all set up. Th- there's a video that Tizzy Ent uh, played uh, that it was obviously started uh, it, as this conflict was going on. But let's actually backtrack a little bit. When what day did this happen? And, and set up the, the 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 time before the video was taken. What exactly had happened? This was about uh, not this past Friday, but two Fridays ago. Okay, uh, I was coming back from. I went to Target and did some errands and came back uh and there was a group of people celebrating a birthday outside uh they were having champagne they were there when i left and they were there when i came back so hours in of drinking um and a gentleman just said i didn't live there and i needed to leave i needed to get out um so you're coming back you come back to your own apartment and and it's fine great someone's having a party great good for them you go out do a target run you come back and immediately someone from this party starts confronting you Yes. Well, they were in the hallway. They had cakes. They had champagne. I talked to them before I left. When I came back, I was like, oh, you guys are still here. He's like, yeah, no, you should get out. Your cake's outside. And I was like, what? So then two or three minutes of going back and forth, I just left him alone. They were drinking. They clearly were drunk. I was walking down the hallway, and he screamed out the N-bomb to me. The N-word? The N-word, yep. Okay. And that's when I took out my camera and started recording him in the hallway. Was did you take his initial confrontation as racial, or was it just a drunk guy trying to do a stupid joke? How did, how did you take the initial confrontation with the guy before I, I took the initial conversation? 
conversation as being very racial. Okay. Um, I think I'm a young black man moving into a high-rise luxury apartment in downtown Minneapolis, and I, they might not see a lot of people like me. And he clearly thought that I did not live in the apartment that I've been paying rent for for the past five or six weeks. He, he so he it 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 turns it it's not an implication of racial it becomes very racial that was the beginning of multiple comments that he made to you uh clearly attacking you because of your race correct correct i have him on camera on camera calling me a monkey this is in a hallway full of people he knew he was being recorded and he still had the audacity to call me a monkey on camera after calling me the n word off camera and so if he has the audacity to do that to me, a Black Lives Matter advocate in the city, uh, on camera in front of people, can you just imagine what he does privately? Yeah. Like, does he, where does he work? Does he manage other black people? It just, it, it gives, I, it's my mission in life to make sure that these people do not harm other black people in the city. We have gone through a lot. And it should mention the past it, couple years. And it should yeah. be mentioned that your video you're describing is indeed on the Tizzy Ant. This is what he posted. And indeed, there's no question here of the motivation. He, he clearly is in a full-fledged racist attack on you. He then, he does kind of try to imply that you attacked him. I mean, I it's it, the, the mind of a drunk, you know, racist drunk. I don't know how he is. But there did seem to be some attempt to try to throw this back at you, correct? Yeah, I mean, he thought that after I had had him on camera call me a monkey and then said that he dropped the N-bomb, I had um, saw that he had, uh, he was saying basically that I called him the F-word. And I was like, no, I didn't say that. That clearly was wrong. And he then goes and says, uh, you keep calling me the F-word. I said, I didn't call you the F-word. By the way, I'm gay. Mm. I'm gay myself. And that's not a word that I use. It's not even in my vocabulary to use. And then he looked at me and goes, oh, please, you're not gay. And my partner's sitting right next to me right now. <laughs> my gay partner's sitting right next to me right now. So he, he just clearly was just throwing anything out there just to make sure he was trying to deflect against me, against what he said onto me. And, and you want to know the truth. This is, that's even a further attack on you because, I mean, it's, it's, it's not only is it the false allegation, but he clearly, he doesn't know anything about you. And so without knowing that you're you know, a, a gay black man, in Minneapolis, without knowing, you know, without knowing anything about you, he basically feels as if he can try to take control of this after he has made these mistakes, and he ends up making it, you know, ten times worse. And frankly, I mean, he just he just keeps going down. How many other different, you know, bigotry and racist things can he say? Yeah, I mean, he just thought that he would be able to get away with it by trying to get me in trouble. He's clearly was trying to get me evicted, saying I'm out of here, yeah. get him out of here, get him out of my house. He's out of here, buddy. And I was like, no, I didn't say that word to you. And oh, by the way, I'm gay. And all the other, and I want the listeners to know, all the other white people who were in the hallway, they agreed with him that I needed to leave, that I should be the one calming down. They heard him say the N-bomb. They heard him call me a monkey. And they said, well, he's drunk. You just let him be drunk and you just go back to your apartment. And I just took even a sense to that, that the people who were even around him weren't sticking up for me in that moment. Well, and and that's, you can see it in the video. And that's the th another thing, which is just crazy, is this expectation that, you know, even though he's being the belligerent, racist, bigoted drunk, that you need to still be the better person and walk away as opposed to get your friend under control now. That is, it, that's even another slap uh, in the face against you. And this is downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. And where this is a progressive blue state, 
progressive blue city, and we would think that this wouldn't happen. That's what the narrative is. And what I've been trying to say about the city is that, no, these people do exist. Oh, yeah. And they need to be exposed. They live everywhere. They need to be exposed. And I don't know where he works. I don't know if he manages other black people, but I'm still living in this apartment building with him. And I would like to know who he is. And I would like your viewers, your listeners, and people that watch it online to help me figure out who it is. Once again, I just want to make sure we go out there. He comes home to his own place, is attacked racially for coming into his own place. Then the guy basically tries to get him in trouble after his attack on him by accusing him of saying something he didn't say with the you know, the twist that the fact that he was accusing you of being uh, bigoted against the LGBTQ population without knowing that you are yourself are gay. And then expect the, the, the compound on it that you somehow needed to be the, the, the bigger person and walk away as opposed to the people there getting this guy under control. Uh, yeah, this is I, I want to help you try to identify this person. Now, we're not going to mention uh, the, the apartment complex. I mean, it, it sounds like that that's something you want to be careful with, correct? Yes, I want to be careful. I just moved in here. Um, I am friendly with management. I don't want to ruffle their feathers. But I, I mean, it's a luxury apartment in downtown Minneapolis. I mean, there's not that many of them, a high rise. Um, he, I think he might be clear himself. I'm not sure. Um, but I, um, I, I would like to figure out who, who he is um, as soon as possible. I'm going to repost. Uh, if you, if, first of all, just go to Tizient on Twitter, on TikTok. Uh, you just scroll down. It's a few down on there. You can see the, the video of it. And they've got a screenshot of this guy. It's pretty clear. You know, it's not a mystery picture. You should be able to help identify him. Um, I'm going to say this because so far it, it doesn't sound like anyone else has said it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. This is uncalled for a thousand different ways from Sunday. It is just disgusting. As a person that loves this city, it is embarrassing, as you said, that this stuff still exists, that you think to yourself that we are somehow in an enlightened age and we realize, no, there's still this ugliness that runs around. And at any point, even in places you would never expect it to be coming out, it does have an ex a tendency of exposing itself. And thank you. Thank you so much for saying sorry. The outpouring of support I've had from other white progressives in the city has been pretty overwhelming um, over the past couple of days. Like, I don't know, 600,000 people have seen it on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, the mayor gave me a call and also like gave his apologies as well. The building management apologized. So I, I feel the overwhelming support, but I really do want to find this guy and hold him accountable. Well, and that's, you know, and people, if you're out there saying, okay, do you need to, you know, you know ruin this guy's life? It's like, okay, first of all, you, him trying to find this guy's name I would want to know this. I mean, if this happened to my kids, it happened to anyone I knew, it happened to one of my neighbors, I'd want to know the person that did this. That's not, you know, you know, by any means, Mike's fault. <laughs> Mike wants to find out else, and he has a very justifiable re reason to do this. If you're upset because, well, this could end up ruining his life, well, maybe he shouldn't have gotten so damn drunk to where he became such a horrific individual. Maybe that should probably have been your first step because, you know, you're Mike Griffin... Uh, you trying to find out who this man is is not the problem. The problem is that you were, you know, verbally attacked in your own home. And let me just say this: when I went to the building management, I told them I don't want him evicted. What I want is for him to just to apologize to me. Mm -hmm. I want a simple apology. 
The builder has not replied to me. I guess they sent him a letter. I don't know. But I have not gotten a simple apology from him. Mm. And I just don't think that that should be allowed in this city. And I don't stand for it for myself either. And thank you so much, Matt, for uplifting on your show. Well, it's my pleasure there. And and I, I, as you say this has happened, I hope nothing of this magnitude has happened elsewhere within the city. And, and I understand there's ugly out there. And as you say, it's the support from progressives. It's support from just people who are decent human beings, for goodness sakes. You know, I mean, that that's what that's what we need to do is just be a decent human being and not be this vile, ugly side of humanity. But I'm, I'm hoping, have you ever had anything like this happen elsewhere? I mean, out, you know, anything of this magnitude? Nothing like this, like in-your-face racism. Uh, this was pretty blatant monkey, the N-word, uh, chasing me down the hall saying I don't live there, get out of his apartment. That's kind of aggressive. I mean, I've had seen subtle instances of racism in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing to this, nothing to this extent. Nope. Uh, 100% behind you on this, Mike. I am so sorry that this happened to you. I want to try to help you find this the, the name of this individual. So once again, I'm just going to post the the, the, the link to Tizient. And you can find it there. And if you if you have information, you can share it with Tizient. And and as well, uh, Mike, I'll link to your your Twitter page as well. And so if people do have information, they might be able to help you out. Uh, it, it's not. I mean, we want to make sure we is, we we don't want just you know fake names. We want if you know who this person is, that's important. If you don't really know, don't take a guess. It's it, it's this is not something you want to find out after the fact that someone who had nothing to do with it is all of a sudden getting harassed or anything like that. So if you don't know exactly who this is. You know, make sure you you don't say anything. But if you know who this person is, and it's pretty good, the screen capture you got of him is pretty clean. Uh, so it's not going to be too much of a mystery. You know, obviously making sure that the people that were affected by this this horrible act are aware of who this individual is, I think is an important thing. Mike, uh, thank you very much again. All my best on this, and uh, and I and I and I hope this doesn't happen to you or get anything close to this ever happens to you again. Thank you so much. It's a beautiful day outside, so I'm going to go for a walk. Thank no, you so much. Thank you, sir. Mike Griffin, kind enough to join us. And once again, if you if you haven't seen Tizzy Ant, Tizzy Ant does a lot of stuff like this where you it, – it's, it, it's amazing to me I, – I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back. I, I've got a theory of why this seems to be happening more and more and more. And I'll come back and I'll share that theory with you when I do return. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.